All right, it is Thoughts from Our Fantasies presented by Thoughts from the Cheap Seats. The boys are back. Uh, week eight is behind us. We're looking on to week nine. Byron, how are you doing today? Doing great, Steve. Got my wine. Got my uh, excuses ready to roll out for our team <laughs> as per usual, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> I guess we'll jump right into it. Uh, I know we felt really good coming into this week, you know, with our bag of bones that was our team um let's just say that there's still a bag of bones <laughs> let's say we've just added to the corpses steve <laughs> so unfortunately we were we were poised to start you know learning i guess thoughts and prayers to calvin ridley as he clears all the demons in his head um i, I suppose that was, so, yeah that was not fun to wake up to sunday morning uh and then, you know, us having to start David Johnson, who you would think would have, you know, not had his least amount of carries in the game like he did in week eight after they trade away Mark Ingram. Right. So that was the deal. Yeah. Like, it's OK. So they trade away Mark Ingram. It, David Johnson's got to got to pick up the scraps here. And then even I was thinking, like, they're going to get blown out by the Rams, which they did. Like, OK, so he'll pick up some receptions maybe have a good receiving game maybe like five for 50 and a touchdown and to be fair the texans had a miraculous cover of the spread the spread was 17 they lost by 16 because they they get like two onside kicks they're scoring like eight tds like three minutes there at the end wild vegas uh vegas knows vegas does know vegas does know uh, but yeah, needless to say, not a good week for for Snacksmith. Maximus, we fall one twenty five to ninety two. Um, Kyler Murray didn't help us out. Yeah, it, let, let's be honest; it was really the Packers' fault, Steve. <laughs> it kind of was. I was not <laughs> expecting um, the defense to show up like they did, uh, forcing two interceptions. One being the go ahead there at the end. Uh, you know, with, with AJ Brown or AJ Green not knowing what the play call was, because apparently it was too loud in the stadium for him to, for him to hear the check. So that was the deal. I was wondering. Yeah. I never actually heard what the deal. They're was, saying but... that he couldn't hear the check because he looked over and checked to a back shoulder. Uh, obviously, yeah, guess... AJ Green's not dumb. Yeah, he's been doing. This I think for years, it was so... like a, supposed to be like a. I don't know if it's supposed to be like a run play or swing play to that yeah. side where he was blocking. It looked like that. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the way he looked. Interesting. Yeah. So it, as it turns out, we were playing the Packers D who played. I mean, they may have only scored like eight or something, but it, they were formidable. And mm-hmm. then they shut down Kyler Murray, who also only had like eight. And that kind of set the tone. Yeah. As he said, uh, as Steve said, David Johnson really uh, shit the bed with like a point. Um, A.J. Brown actually has been coming around and which is good for the rest of my teams where I have them, where it actually seems like it's going to matter. Um, Amari Cooper also yeah. put on a show. Uh, Dalton Schultz did not, not really his fault. That was, I think that was just Cooper Rush and whatever. Not that it would have mattered. We could have played uh, Dallas Goddard, who would have gotten us like 10 more points, but yep, was not going to make the difference. Basically, we went into Monday night down third, something like down like 10 to 13. And <laughs> we had Kadarius Tony and the other team had Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah, that, I watched. That uh, didn't work out. No, I watched the first drive, and it was like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, yeah. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Tyreek Hill had like ten points after the first drive. I was like, hmm, all right, let's yeah. go. In the in another league, in another league, another one of my teams, I had um, 
Oh, the kicker for the the giant or the yeah the Giants. Uh, whoever he is, I had I picked him up, started him. Um, going against Travis Kelsey, I was up by like ten. I was like, "There's no." Sh-. Or I was up. No, I was up by. I was down two points going into the game, and Travis mm. Kelsey did nothing. And the kicker mm. got like six points. It was against Warren. <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, very I'll nice that one out, but. Uh, yeah, very unfortunate uh, start to the season. We are now two and six, ninth place. Um, uh, set well, seventh place. No, it says oh, I, I well, we are ninth because oh, our points for yeah, but record right, yeah, I'm looking at yeah, yeah record wise, we're tied for seventh, but there was a four way tie for seventh. So with Paul Layden and uh, Jeff Sneed, I think I think it's time we just try and throw out trades. We got to turn you know, something around. I actually looked, I've looked a couple times, not too deep, but I've looked a couple times and I, I don't know what to do. I mean, you could look, but I don't know what to do. Like, because the part of the deal is it's a 10 team league and like everybody kind of has something and then like, yeah, like we don't, I don't know. Like we only could really use a better running back and there's only so many of those out there. Yeah. So I don't know. Tough. I Christian McCaffrey de- designated to return this week. Uh, Michael Thomas, who we've been holding on to and drafted all season, is uh, <laughs> add him to the bag of bones <laughs> that is our team. Um, so we'll see. Who knows? I don't. Maybe we go on a run, finish the season seven and six. I just honestly don't think that's going to be enough to get us in either. So you, you never, never know. know. You never know. We're going to keep fighting. We'll, we'll let we'll, we'll let you uh, we'll let you guys know how bad it is. So um, on to our newest segment that we started last week. It is what do we call it? Soap snacks is soapbox rant of the week. So snacks, I will let you take this away. So speaking of keep fighting, let's uh, let's give it up. So so for everyone who doesn't know that's listening, I am a resident, uh, former Louisiana native, Louisiana born uh, individual, but now resident Cleveland Brownie. Uh, live right outside of uh, Cleveland proper, so I am bought into the team, and so obviously I'm balls deep in this OBJ uh, debacle that we got going on. And uh, it's pretty interesting just kind of going here in the media and hearing people's takes. Um, my rant would be basically like Cleveland needs to get OBJ up out of there. Whether that is via, I get the salary cap situation was tough to trade for a team to trade for him. And it kind of had to be a perfect storm, but like, I'm kind of at this point that I, I've thought for the past couple of years that they are a better team without OBJ. I just don't – not that I have anything against OBJ. I think OBJ still looks good. You, it's I, like you were a big OBJ fan there for a little bit. Yeah. and, and before I mean, I, you moved. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I like I thought he was going to be exciting and everything, and it just it became very clear that that wasn't the type of team that OBJ is built for. Like Jarvis Landry is built for the Browns. Yeah. Short, tough passes – Get your eight to ten yards. Get get the hits over the middle. Get the Dirt, hits over the middle. The gritty yeah. catches. I mean, just I mean, literally. I mean, yeah. You saw him fumble, fumble the football. You know. Yeah, Jarvis did have a tough day at the office last weekend, but that's very atypical for Jarvis. But yeah, uh, very on point. Odell missed. Didn't well. He didn't go for the last. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that highlight, but he was officially targeted once but he actually had a second target in the game against the Steelers this last weekend toward the end of the game that would have set him up for a first and goal. Had he caught it, it also looked like he may have got his head blown off if he caught it. So yeah. I can get his uh, 
his hesitation to go up and get that one, but they wound up getting a, a rough in the passer, so they it technically didn't register as a as a target. But so the deal is, why have OBJ on your team if he's getting one target, two targets in a game? Like he's just not he's not built for that type of offense. And so mm-hmm. let him move on. Get Donovan Peoples Jones in there. Get Rashard Higgins in there. Get Austin Sports in there. You got guys who can make plays when called upon, and you're not going to have to deal with it. So now the issue is you're going to have to deal with all this drama if you keep them around. We're recording this as a Wednesday night, so the last update, Steve, I don't know if you actually have been keeping up with this stuff uh, this afternoon, but the last update is basically like front office is talking to OBJ's agent and trying to see what's going on as far as do they want to just split ways? Do they want to get rid of, like, they want to restructure the deal and cut them or do they want to try to figure something out? I, I just think there's too much drama moving forward. So basically to kind of summarize my soapbox rant of the day would be the free OBJ and not in a way of like, I think the Browns have done him wrong or Baker's not looking for him or whatever, like all that crap out there. I just think that they are not a good fit for one another and just let the man go be free. Uh, uh, so no, I do think the the salary situation is what kept him in Cleveland or didn't, Kept him from getting traded, traded from Cleveland. Um, I was kind of, you know, Packerland was supposedly one of the hotter markets mm-hmm. to, to to land him potentially. Uh, I would have I would have traded a third round pick all day for OBJ uh, if money was right. Right, you guys pay X amount of dollars of a salary, mm-hmm. maybe just for this year, to give us a chance to him play this year, and then we were, you know, trying to rework a deal after the season's over with. Um. Yeah, it, it was really kind of a disappointing. It was a disappointing trade deadline in general. I mean, you had the big trade from Von Miller to the Rams, but other than that, you know, it's it's you. When you, I guess when you think of trade deadlines, you think of MLB, NBA, where it's you know it's teams doing this, teams doing that, stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. Even kind of like the uh, you know free agency, the opening day of free agency in the NFL. It's it's exciting. Guys are going from this. Guys going there. The trade deadline though is not the same like it is in other sports. Uh, when it comes to in-season trades. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised. I do agree. I don't think the offense is a fit for for Odell. Um, you know, I do think he kind of fit better maybe what the first season he was in there under – Oh, Freddie Kitchens, yeah. Freddie Kitchens. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was more of a spread it, uh, stretch it down the field type offense where uh, that kind of fit Odell's game. But I don't know. We'll be we'll, – Gonna be interesting because uh, apparently he tried to come to come to practice yesterday or today, and they today, sent, him, yeah. sent him home. So yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. What's going on there? You know, you wonder if they're just gonna cut him. Surely you can't just cut him. I I don't know. I I don't know. It's a very it's a very interesting uh, scenario. Um, one that I've been trying. I've been tuning in all afternoon to like refresh and updates to see what's going on because I. It, from a fantasy perspective, I have him on one team. I think we talked about this last week, and actually, I mm-hmm. traded for him, and so I would like I would like to see him go somewhere else from a fantasy perspective. Uh, but real life perspective, just watching the Browns, I I don't know. Like you say, it, the offense isn't a good fit, and I agree. But I don't. It's it's so weird because when you watch, like if anybody did watch this video that Odell's dad reposted, he Odell's dad did not create this video. So no, he did not. A lot half the freaking <laughs> sports media out there, Stephen A. Smith thinks that. <laughs> his dad created this video and I don't know why they haven't got that story straight yet, but it was, it was first posted like two, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. On like YouTube or something. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Yes. So anyway, let's clear that up for the for the people out there. But uh, it he is open, and, and on certain plays, it's just like, man, Baker, you missed him by a mile. Or That's you true didn't. Too. I don't know if Baker is the best deep ball passer. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what but. the deal is, but the deal is all. It, it's just weird, and so I I think it would just be best for both parties, obviously, that they move on. But yeah. any, anyway, I guess Steve, let's wrap this up and say fantasy relevance. In my opinion, and then you can kind of give your your take. I think if he goes somewhere else, he's interesting again. Um, he could be, he's been letting you down for years at this point, so he could very well let you down again. But if he goes somewhere else where they need receiver help, the rumors are Saints, Raiders, Packers, especially Packers. That would be uh, that would create some interesting, uh, interesting some shit out there. So yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm in the same boat. I mean, the thing is, when you're getting one target a game, like you get, like you did against Pittsburgh. Granted, Pittsburgh is a good defense. My thing is, though, when you're an offense that is as good as running the ball as the Browns are, that pass game, that deep ball, is supposed to open up, right? Because teams are going to be uh, stacking the box more, playing the run, uh, trying to stop Chubbs, uh, Hunt, whoever may be running the ball back there, and it just doesn't seem to be happening there for Odell. So uh, targets aren't there for me. Points aren't there. He's averaging 4.9 points a game. He scored less than a point last week. Um, he had one catch for six yards, and he had two catches for 23 against the Broncos week four. So uh, not good, especially now that Jarvis is back. He's obviously the number one in that offense. So uh, Not good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're not, right. Not, yeah. not what you want to see, yeah, especially right. from an, you know a guy that's supposed to be top 15 receiver, top 10 receiver in the NFL. Right, yeah. In which the I will say the rest of the – Browns receiving core, tight ends, running backs, receivers. Everybody let Baker down in that game Sunday. But that's the, the Browns are are the Browns. So anyway, moving onward and upward, Steve, to our uh, favorite segment. Favorite segment of the week. It is thoughts from the thoughties. Thoughties, are you the listeners out there uh, that, you know, we bless your ear holes with every week? Um. You know, these, <laughs> these are questions that you guys submit on our Twitter page, which is Thoughts from the Chiefs at underscore TFTCS. Uh, so feel free if you have a question out there, fantasy-related, NFL-related, any kind of question at all, we'll open it up. We'll answer anything. Um, feel free to submit them there. Uh, that is, again, at underscore TFTCS. So let's jump into it with Thoughts from the Thoughties. There's next. Yeah, so uh, Steve gave me the responsibilities of reading off the questions today, which is I'm impressed that he thinks I can read, so I'm going to do my best, guys. Um, from Henry, out of uh, this looks like some <laughs> – I'm just reading what I got here. Cornfield in Nebraska. Uh, we got from a purely fantasy perspective, uh, what is the news of Henry Ruggs' impact on the Raiders? Uh, so I would first like to say that I believe we both like a nice cold beer, right? I love a nice cold beer. Love a nice cold beer. Just don't get, don't be drinking a nice cold beer or 12 and get behind the Corvette and drive 157 miles an hour. That's you don't, that's, that's not what you do. That's not what I do. Huh. Uh, so we don't condone that behavior. We do first not. First and foremost here on, uh, Thoughts from our fantasies, but uh, fantasy-wise, though, I mean, obviously he was a deep threat. I think he was 
he had promise, right? I mean, talent receiver could stretch the field. He's had a few good games this season. Um, obviously, it sucks if you have him, especially in a dynasty league. That's kind of be where you're going to be like, you're probably going to take the biggest shot. Um, I don't think he was putting enough points up this season for you to really take a big hit uh, from the news that came out this week. And obviously, the Raiders cutting him. So, I mean, fantasy-wise, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's a bigger deal in in the keeper leagues. But uh, what you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Real football, is, it's definitely more of an impact than fantasy-wise. Um, and I agree, like Dynasty League, obviously, it's a, kind of a different story. He's a guy that – I will say this, this, does, this does make Hunter Renfro, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to so, make him an, more relevant now. So that's that's kind of what I was where I was going to take this uh, this question. That was my first thoughts was everybody else obviously gets a slight bump, whether it's mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you, do you have Henry Ruggs targets or uh, I, I don't. I can look him up. I don't so, know if so yeah, look, took him off. But what oh, they might have. Yeah. Uh, you see, if you could find that. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's many a week, but to me, it's just I got uh, it right here. So we'll go by week. So about week one through seven. So it's five, seven, seven, six, three, four, four. Yeah, so nothing crazy out on that three to seven, so on average maybe five a week or whatever, which doesn't seem crazy. But at the same time, there are probably also a lot of plays where he is the number one read or the deep, you're looking the deep for the threat. deep ball, right, something like that. So you you would think that the offense shifts slightly. So like you brought up Hunter Renfro, probably maybe gets another look or two a game. Um, in my opinion, at some point, Brian Edwards is him and Darren Waller got to get yeah, a little more action. So maybe that, you know, maybe those targets shift towards them. Um, if you're in the deepest of leagues, you could pick up Zay Jones. Somebody's got to fill the spot on the team. So he's an option. Um, and then especially since the coaching staff has changed, Jesus, the Raiders have dealt with some. Some yeah, stuff. Wild. Yeah, wow. some stuff this year. Now that we're saying this out loud, that's a uh, pretty busy. But Kenyon Drake has seen more love lately, so I don't know. I, I mean, I think deep league. To, to summarize, deep league, pick up Zay Jones for a week, see if he gets any action. If you have Brian Edwards, at least gives you hope. That would probably also be in a deep league or a dynasty league. And if you got Kenyon Drake, I'd probably roll him out with confidence. I mean, of course, Josh Jacobs as well. I don't think it affects think- Derek Carr much, so. Jacobs was hurt last week. He is back. He, or he's supposed to be back this week. Uh, I did get the notification today that he was healthy and expected to play. So, um, kind of yeah. could well, kind of affect Kenyon a little bit. But they were on. Uh, I think. Well, he was. I think he missed the week prior, but they were on by last week. So, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, um, but I mean, he was. He still is questionable. So he's always questionable. Fair enough. All right, so that that uh, summarizes that. Uh, next question we got from uh, looks like uh, Nick uh, Kempf. Are any running backs worth a damn in Tennessee? That's verbatim, Steve. Are any running backs worth a damn in Tennessee? If you if you got a spot, Henry's not out all season. They're saying now that he could come back, right? So you got to hold on to him. I don't know. Do you? I think. I mean, the thing is, if you got a playoff, say he's on your team. You're probably you probably have a winning record because the man's been putting up 30 points a game. Probably. So you're probably in a, a good good position, uh, depending on how you drafted everywhere else and you're on your team. But you're probably sitting top half of your league. 
probably will make the playoffs. You would think if you can survive the next few leagues, if he comes back in the, in the playoffs, I mean, it's a must start. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I think I've heard from what I've heard anyway, optimistic would be like six weeks, but it's highly unlikely and it could be closer to eight to 10. Yeah. So if you're, let's say, what are we in week? We're going into week nine, 13 or 14 game season. So, I mean, maybe you're not wrong. Maybe if you're, especially if you're killing it and you don't need the last guy on your bench or whatever, you can afford to stash Henry then. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, looking at the other Tennessee running backs, you have uh, Jeremy McNichols who has played quite a bit this season, but he's been predominantly in the, the passing game. Um, he's actually had a, a really good game against the Jets, eight catches, 74 yards um, for 12 fantasy points. He'll average about three catches a game, which is three points playing PPR. Uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, then, obviously, they signed all day, AP. Um, probably worth a, a flyer. The man's a, a natural animal. My God, is he an animal? A, a natural, natural animal. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, the uh, projected stats for this week for Adrian Peterson's nine carries, 38 yards for five fantasy points. Uh, we'll see how much work he gets since he just joined the team Monday or yeah, Monday. So I don't know if I'd really start him out this week, but I'd maybe pick him up, hold him on if you can, if you're in a deeper league. Uh, then you have Dontrell Hillard who has not carried the ball at all for the Tennessee Titans this year at all either. So, uh, I don't know if there is a damn out there. I've seen AAD. So, I mean, all day. All that, day. Hey, that, it, it is all day. So, I, I think something uh, you mentioned was McNichols has gotten more work in the passing game. And you – They have Dante see, Foreman, too. They yeah, they, so I think they picked, yeah, well, they picked up a, a couple of them today or yeah. in the last couple of days. So, it, probably just seeing what's – because uh, Foreman was on there. They had him last year for a minute. So – Probably just seeing what's going on, um, making sure AP's got something in the tank, knows the playbook. Foreman probably knows the playbook, so just in case. But I, I can't imagine a scenario where AP is not the running back, quote-unquote, where you're giving him the 10 to 15 plotter-type carries a game. Yeah. And maybe in that offense, he do- I, I just – I could see a scenario where AP does not look terrible. Oh, no. I mean – when you think about, granted, AP AP didn't have the size of, of Derek. Thing is, though, AP was Derek Henry, just a smaller version back in late 2000s, Absolutely. early yeah. 2010s. I mean, AP was running guys over. Yeah. For those of you nephews out there who don't who don't know, go look up some highlight tape. Yeah. Of, uh, AP coming off an ACL injury and uh, breaking yeah. the single season. Like six months after it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that man, uh, that, that man was running sprints like a week after it, not literally, but it was something crazy. Like yeah. if you look up his, his, he defied, story. defied science with his recovery. Yeah, basically. But so, so anyway, I could see him, I could see him being serviceable. Say you need an RB two, like everybody flex, else in your, a flex yeah flex or whatever like he, he he'll probably get you five to eight points if he falls in the end zone a couple of times though there you go i'll tell you what there's one thing there's one person i know he's gonna be better than doug johnson i know you mean david johnson or david i'm gonna call him doug johnson here from <laughs> you, my you should he looked like doug johnson out there <laughs> boy it was an embarrassment boy looked like doug from the cartoon 
And you, yeah, and it wasn't funny if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and, and what's gonna suck is when Doug Johnson goes out there and just destroys it moving forward. Oh like, yeah, I know, no, I know sure. he is going yeah. to, yeah. and it's just gonna irk me. But it, it, anyway, uh, Nick, to wrap up your question here. I would say something I, I was going on and then I, I got lost in AP world, but uh, fantasizing about the past. Jeremy McNichols, I could see a, a scenario where the offense shifts back or to a more pass heavy offense, in which case maybe McNichols gets some more looks in a passing game. So if he's averaging three catches a game, maybe that bumps up to four or five, give him a couple carries. So maybe now all of a sudden he's serviceable, especially in half PPR and PPR leagues. So, I don't know. And that and then Tannehill, of course, would I'd probably get a little more rushing work. So hmm, that's kind of that, that's kind of my take. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, especially for the number one team, in the AFC, right? You know how they uh, how they carry this going forward. So it's kind of unfortunate, uh, but going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Next question from Aaron out of Fort Worth, Texas. Are all Packers skill players a sit given Aaron Rodgers, quote unquote, immunized status won't allow him to play Sunday? Steve, I'm not. So mm-hmm. I don't really follow the Packers. Uh, you're our resident Packer fan. What, a, what does quote unquote immunized mean? It means that you have been vaccinated from a disease. Hmm. But what really but I, is a vaccination? But I think I heard that he didn't have a vaccine. I don't know. There's so many speculations going on right now. It, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they come out and said this man had like three negative tests back to back to back tomorrow and he's good to go for Sunday. Hmm. So and that sounds like wishful drinking, Steve. No, it's, it's definitely wishful drinking. Um, I will say Aaron Jones still must start. Chiefs defense is not good. Um. Two quarterback league. Obviously, I'm playing Jordan Love. You're playing him. I'm playing him. I'm, I mean, if I have a quarterback on, it, I guess it depends on the situation. I, 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 I think we'll cover the spread here. What's the spread? Uh, last I looked, it was eight and a half. Has it moved? I was actually wondering about that when I was. Reading it was. It. I was like, oh, it was. It was Packers plus plus one before so, before. Interesting. Opened at Packers plus two and a half. This must be at Arrowhead. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. I was driving. I remember where I was on interstate this morning, and I the, I saw the little headline pop up on my phone, and I was like, ooh, if I was a betting man, I would immediately go yeah. put money on the – Oh, team. I looked at it. Well, no, I was going to – I looked at it to see if it was open. They already took it off. I'm sure they did. I was yeah. So that made me wonder how quickly they do, do it they right away. I saw it. I went because, like – I mean, you're gambling, man. That's what you got to think of, right? Of course, yeah. Because I was, I was about to put pl- uh, money on the Packers yesterday when it was plus. When the Packers still, I thought the line would move to where it'd be a pick'em or, um, even the Packers minus one come kickoff. But, uh, uh, fantasy wise, though, Devontae's gonna be back this week. Devontae's Devontae. I mean, the Chiefs defense not is not good. The Giants kept up with the, the, the Chiefs. And that was a 10-point spread. So you're telling me just because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is out there that this offense 
is it better than the Giants offense with Daniel Jones? What I'm saying is I know the Packers were willing, basically about to let Aaron Rodgers walk because they drafted this apparently next next best thing in Jordan Love. So he better show out on uh, Sunday, Steve. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I think Aaron Jones must start. I think I called Randall Cobb. Give me credit there last week. Oh, I said he was a must start. He had two touchdowns. No, he had like two yards, but he had two touchdowns. He did, uh, yeah. He did. Uh, You're not wrong. So, I mean, I, if I'm starting to be on, on this roster, it's Aaron Jones. They're going to give the ball to Aaron Jones. That's 100% fact. If they can move the ball with Aaron, Love's going to buy some time in the pocket. If we can put I mean, some drives together and the defense can play formidable like they did last weekend. Okay. Okay. Thoughties out there. Steve's over here fantasizing about a way that the Packers could still win this game. But let me sum it up for you. Aaron Jones, you're starting. AJ Dillon, maybe even he gets a little maybe more consideration. Maybe AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because of obviously the situation. So maybe he gets a hair more consideration. Uh, Devontae, you don't sit. You don't, you don't sit. Don't, no. No, yeah. So, so that's he's obviously starting. It, only question, I mean, and then Big Bob got hurt. So what you got, Mercedes Lewis up there? Mercedes Lewis or uh, DeGuara. Okay, so you're probably staying away from the Green Bay Titans yeah. until further yeah. notice. So it, it could be a shit show. It could be Jordan Love's formidable and the running game and defense keeps him in there. So I don't, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it. I, Jordan Love being a starter sit. You're saying. Two quarterback league, two quarterback league. I two quarterback league. You got a guy on maybe a buy, maybe a buy. Right. So he's a he, he he's a potential fill in. But and so the issue is Jordan Love is probably going to be owned. He's not going to be a guy you can pick up in most leagues. If it's shallower, I'm in a league where shallower. Can pick up I mean, the thing is, QB. I say two QB, but you could be like it could be like that second QB flex position where it's like super any flex, yeah. yeah super yeah. flex yeah and, and it might be. It, it might be. I'm I'm in a few leagues like that. In one league, he did get picked up today. I didn't pick him up because I, I picked up Taysom Hill, which we'll talk about him in a minute. I think I saw him somewhere down there. But uh, anyway, I, he's context dependent. If you need a quarterback, throw him out there, see what happens. Like Steve said, the Chiefs defense is is not very good. So I think that kind of uh, wraps that topic up. All right. Oh, um, fun fact, real quick about the Chiefs defense. I had I forgot I had their stats pulled up. They've got a total of 12 fantasy points all season. Hmm. That's, that's not good, Steve. <laughs> through, through, eight oh, wait, games, wait. through eight games, they have 12 points. Steve, 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 how many points do a defense score start with on uh, any given Sunday? It's 10. 10. Okay. So, and then, like, let's say you play a, a good game. How many points do you think you score? In play a good game, probably eight, nine. Yeah, <laughs> so 12 is 12, not good enough. 12 is not – they've had three three games this season against the Chargers, Philly, and Buffalo Bills. Philadelphia Eagles, by the way, uh, where they're all negative. Negative one, negative three, negative four. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yep, so fun fact. All right, continue. All right, moving on, thoughties. Uh, the next thought from a thoughty comes from uh, Lil Schmig, somewhere from Longview. Ooh. How come nobody told me that Michael Pittman was about to break out this year? The old TikToker, Michael Pittman. 
He's, he's big on TikTok. Yeah, he's a big TikTok. Or him or his wife or somebody is. I don't know. I see him on TikTok. Mm. Um, you strike me as the type to be looking at his wife on TikTok. Not me. Um, no, I mean, hey, he, he has had an impressive season this season. Uh, four games this season so far with double-digit numbers. Uh, two games with over 100 yards receiving. Uh, Byron, you brought up the point this past week. He had 15 targets, which as a fantasy owner, you love that. That's a rock solid. That's a pretty rock solid, Steve. So I uh, so against Tennessee, 10 or 10 receptions, 86 yard, two tutties uh, off 15 targets for 25 points. Uh, had a good game last week with not as much. He had four targets, four catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. So he's putting up some volume here in the past few weeks. Uh, Byron, what is your take on old junior? I love Michael Pittman. Uh, he is in. So if you were redraft, it is highly unlikely unless you were deep in the fantasy weeds that you were looking for Michael Pittman. Um, second year player. He, he didn't make a lot of noise last year. Steve, no. I don't know if you have his, if you have his uh, this year's stats pulled up, if you can pull up last his, year. Uh, yeah. Last year's stats kind of while I'm, I'm saying this, but yeah. He he didn't he didn't break he had opportunity last year and then like in the playoffs he actually had a big game uh, I think it was one might might have been two but they they were looking for him and so he's an interesting one um, in dynasty he was a guy that I was looking for if the owner was ready to bail I think he was like a late for second round pick in dynasty uh, rookie wise you got his stats from last year pulled up mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so last year he had uh, 13 games played, 40 receptions off 61 targets, 503 yards, uh, and one touchdown. Yeah, so the touchdowns weren't there. One touchdown. Uh, Through eight games this season, he has 45 catches off 65 targets. So he's already four more targets ahead of where he was last year. Uh, Granted, I think the QB play is probably a little bit better this year. For sure. With uh, Winston. More more suited to his style of play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 45 catches, 65 targets, 595, 595 yards this year. So already almost 100 yards over where he was last year, and four touchdowns, uh, longest being 57 yards. So, right. So that, that's the big thing. And so part of the deal, um, I so I did a startup dynasty draft this last year, and I drafted him, and he was I got him in like the late, like very late. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a steal if if he was going to produce, and he did produce. And one of the I almost feel like it was one of the worst fantasy takes. Uh, there's this YouTube guy, it, like it's like Dynasty Flock or Fantasy Flock. And I actually, I, I mean, I like the guy's stuff. And in the summer, he does a good job about putting out a lot of like Dynasty content. But he he was really poo-pooing Michael Pittman. And I just did, like I watched the tape from last year because I was about to trade. In Nightacre's Dynasty League, I was about to trade for him. Uh, I decided not to because the asking price was a little steep, but... Anyway, he's a guy that I was looking for, but to kind of bring this back to redraft, um, I I don't know that you could have seen it coming. He was a late pick in redraft. Yeah. Probably like I think he was probably like round 10, 11, I was 12. double digits for sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know that you did see it coming. If you were in the dynasty, if you're in the deeper leagues, the keeper type leagues, then maybe you did. Uh, but hell, I agree with you 100%. I think Carson Wentz suits his play style a lot more. He's the type to wing it. He throws it downfield. If you watch, go watch Michael Pittman's highlights. He snagged on a couple of people last week. 
Carson Wentz just gonna throw it. Yeah, and that's that. You say that it's funny you bring that up because he he slings it. He sling. He's throwing downfield a lot more. The Colts actually lead the league in PIs downfield. Like, so underthrows. They did it, I think, twice last week. One being on that final drive that ended up after Carson threw that ugly pick six there um, in his own end zone. He threw that deep ball to I don't know if it was Michael Pittman or another receiver on the team. Uh, it's, it's, I forget his name. Uh, led to a defensive PI in the end zone uh, in the Colts end zone uh, that set up that go the tying touchdown. Eventually, they lost in overtime, but. Um, so, I mean, they're slinging the ball. He, yeah. I mean, he's averaging right now. Average is 8.6 yards. He's 10 yards a catch. Or that, that was just one game. Um, pull the seat stats I mean, real that's quick. That's probably close. You said 15, 15, 15, yeah. 15 yards, 15 yards a catch. So, I mean, yeah. that's downfield. You know, because yeah. you have to, you're, you're, he's, he's, you know, he's getting those looks. Uh, so, I, mean, I like the way they're, they're, they're moving the ball. Carson does seem like he's trying to still accommodate to this offense, which is kind of surprising considering he was under Frank Reich in Philadelphia during that MVP season he was having before he got hurt. So uh, I would, I would, I was kind of hoping it looked a little bit better. Uh, same time, you know, you kind of got to like where, especially for Michael Pittman moment where the offense is going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, by all means, if you're in a deep dynasty league, especially if you can go trade for Pittman and get him for cheap, I, I would do that. I think that time has probably passed, especially after last week. But interesting guy, nonetheless. Um, and he's definitely, even with T.Y. Hilton being kind of in and out, some people are kind of concerned about that. Yeah. But, I I mean, I think Pittman's the Also man. playing against, I mean, it, 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 we said the Titans were good earlier. But, I mean, the AFC South, Texans, Jags, they, have, they saw the Jags twice. Uh, they have the Jets next week. They still played Jacks twice, and they get uh, Las Vegas too. So, so nice. some opportunities there for for Pittman. Yeah, good call, good call. All right, so that's the uh, Michael Pittman news. Uh, moving on from uh, this looks like Jimmy in anywhere north of El Dorado, Arkansas. Steve, where are we where are we from? We're from Treeport. That's not north of El Dorado, Arkansas, Steve. No. Oh, oh where's he from? He's from Springfield, you I was Missouri. Asking where no, we were from. You said where are we from? Okay, for the record, thoughties. Steve loves Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he brings it up every episode. That's where that dude's gonna retire. Yeah. All right. So we got with Jameis going down this past weekend, and Michael Thomas. Oh, this must have been asked this morning. Michael Thomas going out rest of season. Are the Saints a dumpster fire? No, no, the defense is damn good. They're going to be in every game, and you got to think they're going to be they're going to be in games, right? To where that offense is going to be able to kind yep. of uh, have a chance. I mean, the fact that they play in the Buccaneers, Jameis went down in the second quarter, second quarter, I believe. Something, yeah. Uh, any middle of the game, Jameis goes down. Trevor Simeon comes in, who hasn't played since 2019 with the Jets. Uh, comes in, looks formidable, passing the ball around. Running game still looks good. Uh, obviously, when you got a playmaker like uh, Alvin Kamara, he's going to make his plays to get you some first downs, move the chains, stuff like that. Uh, Mark Ingerman's first game back, who had an awesome video off topic, by the way. Uh, he started the Houdat chant. If you haven't seen that video, you need to go look it up. Apparently, I didn't know they did this, but 
uh, before every game, I guess a player goes out in the middle of the field and just like gets the crowd already. And then he you know, kind of puts his arm to the ground. They start to who that, who that. And it's just like the whole stage here. It's, it's pretty electric. So if you haven't seen that, go look at that. But he looked good off the off top again. He's wearing number 14 now. Does not look good. Very <laughs> weird for running back to wear 14. Um, I mean, he, he, he looked good though. So, uh, I'm not going to say that this, this offense is dead yet. It does suck that, uh, Michael Thomas is out for the rest of the year. Now you wonder if that was just a, Hey man, Jameis yeah. is gone. Let me just yeah. rest this year type situation. Um, so, I mean, obviously I'm still playing Alvin for sure. Uh, Taysom, if Taysom goes back at quarterback, you brought it up earlier. Just run the wing tee. You got to start Taysom then because he's going to get you all the rush yards. That's right. Um, but no, seriously, no, I, receiving wise, Marquez Calladay and eh, Traquan Smith and eh, fantasy wise, I'd probably just stick with Jameis, Mark Ingram, RB2 option, flex option. But you're sticking with Jameis through the ACL injury? Not Jameis. I mean Alvin. My bad. <laughs> I so I pretty I for the most part agree. I think uh the receiver, I would say the receiving core is a dumpster fire at this point. Yeah. Unless they pull a rabbit out of their hat and they get OBJ, uh, which apparently they were in contention for. Mm-hmm. Um, and also apparently that may have broken down when Jameis got hurt which I could see, or maybe it just didn't work out. Um, but th- there's always a chance Odell ends up back there, and he's, he's native to Louisiana, so went to LSU and everything. So I think that would actually be kind of nice for him, um, whether that is <laughs> whether him playing with Taysom Hill is an upgrade or not, I don't know, uh, or Trevor Simeon, I, I should suppose. But we'll see. I, I mean, I think, if you're, I think Taysom Hill is worth a pickup regardless. Any league, any format, uh, the rushing upside – if it's six point per passing touchdown, maybe, and you have a good quarterback, maybe less, maybe less likely to to need him or to utilize him. But if you're four point per passing touchdown, super flex, two quarterback, anything like that, Taysom Hill's a must add if you can. Uh, I got him in a couple leagues today off of waivers that are uh, shallower leagues, so there was no reason for anybody to be rostering him. Uh, which we we actually, Steve, I, don't, I know you're not going to remember this, but brought up like it was like week one or two and I was trying to trade this guy in one of my dynasty leagues for Taysom Hill and I offered him a bunch of random guys but Tyler Boyd was one of them and at the time it's like I don't know like I'm thinking dude you probably should have taken Tyler Boyd he's a formidable receiver he's probably moving on next year after Cincinnati he'll be somewhere else and he's had good numbers in a few games this year for a backup quarterback who ain't getting any run and like they started James Winston so Anyway, I wish he would have accepted that. He did not. So <laughs> I did not have Taysom Hill. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. That's kind of my thing. I think the rushing game is on point. We were joking about it before the show started, looking at the notes, and just the wing T maybe is what the Saints need to move to. And I don't know, man. I, any part of the rushing game I would take, and I would start every week. But if you're catching the ball in New Orleans, I would uh, <clears throat> I'd send you to the waiver wire. And the defense. Start the defense because the defense doesn't look bad. No, 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 no. They are uh, – Oddly good. Oh, I wrote I, I wrote under uh in notes under that question, Steve Philip Rivers. So what do you think? You think Philip Rivers is coming back? Uh no. 
I think I think they'd have a better shot. I think if Drew Reese came back, I mean, he they did go to the playoffs last year, right? Divisional round, mm-hmm. stayed with the Bucks. He can throw more than thirty yards, but same time, yeah, well, he, can ac- he can throw accurately for thirty yards. That's true. Has a better that throwing motion than Philip Rivers. That's very true. It's just it, it is funny because the rumor came out that somebody asked him and Philip said he would listen. If you listen, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd listen too. Philip, so I feel you. <laughs> so anyway, so that that wraps up uh I think that wraps up that question. Moving on, thoughties to the last question of the evening. Um which Steve, actually this brings up a a point is there anything you want to talk about for tomorrow's game? I haven't even uh you know on the spot bodies. This is yeah, not in the show notes. We we kind of you know last week kind of mentioned before the Packer game, hey, we kind of wish we'd have talked about it more prior just because it was such a big game, but then I think we forgot that it's Thursday night football and they <laughs> they put us with the Jets in the uh who's playing the Jets in the, the Colts Colts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we talked about Michael Pittman. We talked about the Colts. We like the offense. Uh, does 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 White do the same thing, Mike Mike White? Yeah. Does Mike, Mike White? Muffin White. Steve. Yeah. Put does he do the same thing? Does he do the same thing tomorrow, or do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, he seems like the type of QB that's going to consistently throw for 400 yards and catch oh, a touchdown yeah. every game. Absolutely, and come back. I mean, come back within what he had three possessions last eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, that seems normal. Yeah. So, which, which for the listeners out there, Steve doesn't want to admit this, but Survivor League, we got officially knocked out all of our submissions, two out of three, because the Jets upset first the Titans and then the who we had last week? The Bungles. The Bungles. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. They're, and they're a good team, too. That's, as those fans say, who they? Yeah, I don't know who they is. And and I can't say anything because we always do a group text and say who should we pick. And I sent out I, the obvious pick is the Bengals. That was the chalk pick. Yeah. Which, for for retrospect, Steve, in reality, we should not have picked them. We should so not any- have picked it. And I thought that going into that, this is off topic. I thought that going into that. And I I I did the same thing when I did when I said to you, like to the, when you picked them Titans. Yeah. Yeah. I said that in my head. I was like, did the, they beat the Bengals? I was like, no. I was like, they don't beat the Bengals. No, yeah, because the Bengals been cru- they just crushed Baltimore last yeah. weekend. Yeah, and had that not happened, had they not had they not beat Baltimore, or it was a lot closer, then I probably wouldn't have done it. But the fact that they looked that good last week, I was like, I was all in on them. Yeah, and it's like, okay, when are you going to use the Bengals? Because for the and for the, the Bengals. for the first three quarters, three and a half quarters, we were right. Yeah. I just when I was looking into survivor pool strategy, it talked about weeks where, like sometimes even if it's like okay, this is money in the, the bank. The home dog is where you don't you don't mess with it. We should have yeah. gone. So next year you got to think like home dogs. You don't mess with home dogs. Yeah. I so those work- bad teams at home, be careful. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. And so part of what I I kind of picked up is Titans Jets was at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it it was like basically the first few weeks, hey, make it through the first few weeks. So if you're picking chalk, if you're picking – because I picked like the Browns over the Texans on like week two, which was kind of like most people are going to pick this one. When you get in the middle of the season, I I think you got to oh, look at it. It was about to get really hard for us. It, it, of course looking, it was. It was about to get really hard. Of course it was. But, but I think the point is like 
probably, and I don't know if you looked at the pool. I haven't looked at the pool after because, no. of course, we lost. So, like, yeah, I've got to cry because I think it's only going to be like a hundred left. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. is so many. So, if the pool was 400 people left, if 75 percent of the people are picking a team, we cannot pick that team no. because if that team you roll loses, you roll the dice somewhere else, knowing you, you roll were... the exactly. Exactly. So moving on. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. All you thoughties out there, if you want survivor pool help, even though we're not experts. Send us questions. We'll make you picks. We'll tell you not who to pick. Yeah. We'll give you that type of insight. Maybe you pick somebody different last week, like the me and you pick the Chargers who also lost. Yeah. So you win some, you lose some. Anyway, anyway, tangent. I agree. We had brought that up for Thursday night football. It's the Jets and the Colts. It's a trash game anyway. If you're starting yeah. any of those players, you suck. Except for Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, of course. Mike Simmons. White. Yeah. Yeah. Mike White in a deep two, <laughs> two quarterback league. Hell, he's he's, he's, he's Michael Carter actually doesn't look bad. No, he doesn't. He as doesn't. of late. And if Corey Davis plays, I'd roll him out. But yeah. nothing really a note there. Uh, all right, Steve. Last. Last question. Um, this is actually brought to you by Little Snacks from the Thoughties. Uh, he's mm. a co-host of the show called Thoughts from the Cheap Seats. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of him. Pretty cool fantasy show. Mm. Uh, I'm going to ask, Steve. Earlier this season, we brought up uh, fantasy MVPs. And at the time, mine was DJ Moore. Who was yours? <laughs> mine was Cooper Cup. Okay. So <laughs> my question to you, Steve, is... Who you brought up the fan? I wrote this down in a terrible. Oh my god, y'all brought up <laughs> fantasy MVP earlier this season. Has that changed? And if so, who has it changed to? Uh, no, mine hasn't changed at all. Uh, fantasy wise, Cooper sucks. Le- Cooper, Cooper sucks. Cooper, Cooper Cup sucks. Is the leading res- or leading fantasy points wide receiver in the league. Uh, the man he started on fire. I think we had a discussion after week four. So after week four, he went 19, 32, 25, and eight. Uh, since then, he's gone 12, 29, 32, and 20. 29 and 32. Is that good? Uh, it's decent. It's decent. It's Hall of Fame numbers and fantasy league. It literally it's all, is. It's Hall of Fame numbers. So uh, the man's on a tear. Uh, he is, I mean, he scored five touchdowns last three weeks. Uh, has 10 touchdowns on the season now, only has two games without a touchdown, and is over 100 yards the past three games and 130 yards in week six and seven. So uh, the man's getting double-digit targets every week. He's everything you want in a fantasy receiver. Um, I mean, what else can you ask for, right? I mean, I can ask for Bonton to have traded me Cooper Cup when I wanted him <laughs> in the offseason. Yeah, and he was worth nothing to this man, and now he's worth gold. Yeah, I agree. Cooper Cup is is probably the number one answer. And then we actually talked about this before the show. Uh, and Matthew Stafford is honorable mention because yeah. without one, there wouldn't be the other. Was and Cooper Stafford's Cup and going on this point? Going on this point, I mean, Cooper Cup. You were drafting. I forget what round I drafted him in the league. I got him. It. I think it was four or five. Probably. I was about to say probably fifth or sixth. So probably fifth. So I mean. It, Give or take. Yeah, give or take. So I mean, I mean, for the for where you took him in the draft and you know where receivers generally come off board, especially PPR, half PPR, uh, definitely getting value worth there. Yeah, because you didn't know. And at the beginning of the season, for those who have amnesia and short-term memory loss, Robert Woods was 
drafted before Cooper Cup on average. Yep. So he was not a chalk pick to be like, oh, he's going to be this great receiver with Stafford and crush it. I think the writing was on the wall if you really thought about it. But I think you would think that it would be more split between the two of him and Woods, and it's just really has been more Cooper Cup than it. Yeah, I'll give you one little one little history lesson real, real quick. Uh, Cup is the fifth player in NFL history to have at least 900 receiving yards and 10 receiving scores in his team's first eight games of the season and the first to do it since Bobby Mitchell. Byron, can you guess what year Bobby Mitchell did it? 1956. 1962. So not bad. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so for those of you who didn't have Mitchell on your team in 1962, uh, you can enjoy Cooper Cup's epic history that he has right now. You know, I missed out on him that year. Now that I think about yeah. it, I think my grandpa had him on there, but <laughs> I'm not sure. I have to go back and check. Dude, that was back. Well, obviously, I'm sure, I don't know if they did have fantasy then, but I know back in the day, you know, they used to like have to look at the newspaper and like fill out yeah. the fantasy, uh, fantasy scores from that. Week. Yeah, no, yeah. No, the thing is, like, tally marks too is like, oh, one touchdown, they're just six. Yeah, well, think about it. You didn't stone. have freaking in stone, red zone and the internet and everything. You had to like wait till the next day to get the yeah. scores updated. It's crazy. Anyway. Like, the, the payouts were just like a dollar. That's what you want. <laughs> Due to inflation, they might say so that dollar might be more than the like eight hundred dollars that I went in. Uh, <laughs> probably a Rolls Royce. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's probably a, a gold bar from Fort Knox. Yeah. All right. So who'd you have, or I guess who do you uh, have now? So my pick. We we talked about this before the show, and I think unanimously the answer would probably be Cooper Cup. Uh, but to come up with a different answer, there's a lot of honorable mentions we talked about that. You could say a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. You said Tom Brady, I think. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, uh, Matthew Stafford we talked about, especially for where you could have drafted those guys at. None of those – unless you had a Tom Brady fanboy, nobody was drafting those guys up by Mahomes, Lamar, Herbert, Dak, Kyler, any of that. But they've given you that production, it, especially – hell, like – Oh, yeah. In – points for if you get six points per passing touchdown brady has been lighting it up yeah. and speak to that because i have him in a league where it any, is i mean any year that you beat lamar jackson out in fantasy points that quarterback's having a good year and right. Kyler, especially Kyler murray now too he's in that conversation right to where you're yeah. getting those rush yards josh allen he's in that conversation yeah josh allen, brady's yeah, he, brady I, I stafford beat both those right now yeah yeah and uh, Kyler Mer- hasn't been ru- – so that's actually kind of one of the weird things about Kyler. He hasn't been rushing as much as you would think, um, which is probably good for his longevity, but neither here nor there. Anyway, so, so we talked about that. A lot of quarterbacks, I think, are in contention, especially given value for you drafted him at. Uh, but speaking of value for you drafted him at, especially in PPR leagues or half PPR as well, uh, not so much non-PPR, but I'm going to go with Austin Eckler, who in full PPR, I believe – is the second-ranked running back on the season. Uh, ESPN is third right now. Third, so fair enough. Somewhere in there, top five. Uh, and for where you could have drafted him, yes. he was probably – if, if you were a believer, you probably got him late first. If you were in a league where nobody was a believer, you probably got him mid-second. Third. I mean, talking, talking face, that's good too, right? Because you got to think, 
six, seven running backs go before him? At least. I mean, like CMC, Henry, uh, Henry, Zeke, Alvin Cook, Zeke, Alvin Kamara, Chubb, potentially. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, potentially. Um, that's seven off top. Yeah. And there's doubt. You said Devin Cook. I said Devin Cook. I don't know if I, I say Harris was up I think there. I, said I don't Kamara. know. So Harris was in like the maybe range. So if you were like if, if you were a believer, you drafted Eckler before him. Yeah. If you were if you were on the fence, maybe you didn't. Maybe you drafted Eckler. So maybe Eckler got picked up in the end of the second round. I know I played like I'm in a dynasty startup and I got Eckler. I went Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, I think AJ Brown, and then I think I went. Austin Eckler. So that would have put him in like the beginning of the, I was pretty close to the top. So it was like beginning of the fourth round, something like that. Anyway, he was like the last of kind of the fringe RB ones and it was PPR. So I was like, I'm gonna wait on Eckler and it worked out perfectly, but he has been, he's been putting up. Do you have his stats pulled up? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, season stats right now, he's got 84 carries, 420 yards, averaging five yards carry. You'd love to see that five touchdowns. Also having 33 receptions for 302 yards and three touchdowns. So he's got over 700 yards on the season, eight touchdowns, producing 130 fantasy points on the season, uh, averaging 18.6 a week. I mean, that's top tier RB1 for sure. Money, money. And and so what I love about Eckler is like I'm looking at my, I think it's PPR stats, but there's Week one, he had 11.7, and week six, he had 9.5. Every other week, you're talking 22, 22, 29, 30, 24. Like, to me, that screams consistency. Oh, yeah. And I like consistency. So, like, a lot of people – it's kind of like the problem with, like, somebody like Amari Cooper, right? Like, we have Amari, and I have Amari in one of my teams. And it's – he's a guy you like, but, like, man, those weeks where he's scoring, like, seven – it's yeah. like, come on, dog. Like, you got three targets and you got 50 yards. Like, yeah, it's it's tough. So those guys who score consistently, um, I I don't know. To me, that when we're saying fantasy MVP, I think at that point, if I had to choose a running back, I think he feels that. Uh, especially feels especially nice. when you incorporate values where you got them from, right? So, I mean, that's got to be conversation. You know, people always say, well, are you really the MVP if you take it? Like, how good is your team if you take them off? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if I'm getting a guy in the sixth round, like, and he's putting up top three numbers. Top, I mean, top one numbers. Yeah, top one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Cubs, Cubs putting up top one numbers. So, yeah. tough to beat. And, like, some of the guys have cooled off. Mike Williams has kind of cooled off, uh, which that part of that has been Herbert and the Chargers as a whole. So, we'll see if he kind of bounces back. But he was a guy who you got late who was doing that. Um. Antonio Brown has been kind of a guy you got late who's been doing that. So especially value is big. Yeah. Because you, you got a full squad and then you picked up Cooper cup or you picked up Mike Williams or Antonio Brown. And that's the guy you're plugging into your flex. That's giving you a big upgrade over the guy who's got Adrian Peterson in his flex this week. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, it should be a fun week nine. Uh, that is all we have. I think for the week nine, a uh, fantasy edition of thoughts from our fantasies presented thoughts from cheesies. As always, if you guys have any questions you would like to ask us, please, please, please hit us up on the Twitters at underscore TFTCS. That is at underscore TFTCS for thoughts from the cheap seats. We appreciate everyone listening. 
Byron, any last words for all the thoughties out there? Thoughties, once again, you're coming through. The downloads are higher. Steve said we had an all-time high the other day. I don't know what any of that means. He handles the analytics, so I just listened to the man. He said San Jose, California is a is a big hitter for us. <laughs> it so is. to all my thoughties out there in California and then Germany, we got some listeners yes, out in do. Germany. We do, we do. Uh, that's actually pretty cool given uh, Steve's at our, well, I say our home base, uh, used to be my home base in Louisiana. I'm now in Cleveland, Ohio. So, but we're central. So it's cool to hear we're, we're getting thoughties expanded out. We have a pretty good base in, uh, in, in South, in the Southern part of the USA. So it's, it's nice to hear that's expanding. Um, the, last the world, thing, the world's getting thoughtful. The world's getting thoughtful. <laughs> the world is getting very thoughtful, Steve. Uh, last thing I will add is if you don't have Twitter, feel free to send me a text at 318-751-8408. Text your boy. We will read your question and acknowledge you on here. Uh, do not call me. I will not answer the phone if I don't have you saved as a contact. But if you send me a text, I will damn sure text you back at some point. I'm notorious for not texting back quickly, but I will text you back at some point. That's all we got. Here comes that Louisiana anthem. Go shake it for me, baby. Go get a little crazy. Go throw a tantrum. It's the Louisiana anthem. Gonna shake it for me, baby. Gonna get a little crazy. Gonna throw a tantrum. It's the Louisiana anthem. Baton Rouge, where you at? Shreveport, Lake Charles, Bill Plant, Lafayette. Coming live from the gutter. Louisiana, baby, tell your mama that I love her. New Orleans bounce down here. Hand grenade, Bourbon Street. Can you hear it in your ear? Hey, gonna shake it for me, baby. Monroe, Thibodeau, beignets, gumbo. Get a 